0: Everybody and welcome to this game where with me Ashley and uh, me
1: Chris. Hello everyone. Hope you're okay. Who's
0: waving? Yeah. Like uh, uh, why? I
1: was waving like a George Just TV presenter. changing it up. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you told everyone because I was the one to know and now they do know that I waved.
0: Yeah. For the first time. 140 episodes nearly. And that's the first time you've waved at me when we've been introducing the podcast. Friendly. It threw me off slightly. It's okay.
1: Because you're saying hello. So I was waving.
0: Cool. We're talking about Sonic today.
1: Oh, go straight into it? Are we? Yes, we
0: are sort talking about Sonic yeah. today. We're talking about Sonic today, and we both did a thing today oh, as well. You Sonic talk related. About it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, Sonic Frontiers has, depending on where you're hearing it,
1: had and when either, you're hearing it,
0: yeah, had had a decent fanfare or a really terrible fanfare, and it kind of be it kind of splits like that. there's no one saying it's humdrum. There's no one. Well, there's no one hitting in the middle saying it's fine. And this it's is what's fine.
1: And this is what I talked about during the uh, the rounds of the year that 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 fanfare, that response being so polarizing is the thing that's kind of put me off it because for it to be mm. so binary, like it's either really really good yeah. or really really bad, I just I can't get yeah. my head around it, and that's the that's put me off getting it because I suspect I would fall into the I don't like it category.
0: Yeah. So we've both, and then and then this week, Sega threw us a little curveball because they released a demo for it on the switch which has and been out in japan for a, about
1: two or three weeks has it yeah and then it released in oh. europe and north america this week
0: oh well there you go um we both played it today Or yeah, this weekend anyway
1: the first 15 minutes of it so you can you download it and then it lets you play 50 minutes however you, you slice it fifty minutes, and at which point it just stops
0: yeah it just stops whatever you're doing right in the middle of it it'll just stop Fade out. That's your that's your lot. That's it. I actually thought that was quite a sour starting point to go, ah, oh, you've got fifteen minutes to to have a go. You just fifteen minutes, mind. No more, no less.
1: Would you rather they gave um, you two levels or something? Like a, a well, normal demo.
0: I think something substantial. I don't know how long the game runs, but for example, and in comparison, Dragon Quest XI gave you a 10 hour demo of the game is that and the one the game, on switch was, as well yeah
1: i think that was one you recommended me getting and i played the demo i really enjoyed it i played it for a good couple of hours and i was really impressed that is, is this still the demo and yeah it's, it's really good as well really really
0: good the demo is the whole game so you don't when you download the demo for dragon quest 11 it's the whole game that you download and and the demo is just play it for 10 hours and see what you think if after 10 hours you're not interested don't buy it but if after 10 hours you are interested, all of the progress you've made will just directly transfer over to the game.
1: 10 hours is a very big window to kind of say whether you like it or not. It's very, very generous. You'd think after like an hour, tops you'd probably know if you didn't like it.
0: Yeah, 10 so hours, I think, in really the context. Good. I think so. I think it was a generous offering. I 10 hours in the context of Dragon Quest Eleven, which is probably wrapping up to or knocking on the door of 100 hours, probably, um, is... Not huge and and certainly I'm not suggesting that every game should give a 10-hour demo but I think that a a, a portion of the game to to really let you figure out is this game for me wouldn't be unreasonable like a a, a two-hour demo or something like that for a game that's 30 or 40 hours long Mm. I don't think is a huge ask.
1: So not 15 minutes then?
0: (sighs) Not 15 minutes and that was a bit of a sore start to me. Um the the other problem was that for the most part that 15 minutes is just the tutorial, like yeah. it's just a tutorial. So how, how are you supposed to base a real firm opinion, a real good idea on a tutorial? I don't know.
1: Well it was the game was a lot better than I was expecting it to be, but it still has a few niggles that made me think mm, I'm not going to rush to buy this.
0: Yeah, and that's where I landed with it as well. I I so we're Mr. those two Price. people in the
1: middle of that, that polarizing thing. Yeah, venue. we found some and it's yeah. you and me, interestingly.
0: <laughs> um, the game isn't bad in the way that I've heard it's bad, nor does it strike me in the 15 minutes. And that's the huge caveat. Nor does it strike me as great in the way that I've heard it's great. Um, uh, the combat was a real lacklustre affair and it from the from the looks of things is a fair chunk of the game um and they do, they to make a sonic
1: kick and there. punch which was quite strange
0: yeah that was a bit weird but just generally the feel of the combat even putting that aside it, it feels a bit off and not not hugely well thought through so sort of again trying to stick to what sonic does as opposed to do things differently for the benefit of the game at hand and then there were some other bits like It does still feel quite on rails. Certainly the levels, the stages are very automated. Um, And there were some points where these rails that float in the air, uh, I took a route and it landed me back where I'd come from, (laughs) (laughs) which felt not great. So they're the bad things. Um, I'll let you do the good things, because that's our characters seemingly on this podcast. (laughs) Uh, i thought but i agree with everything i we've discussed this previously i do agree with the things that you you're about to say i believe
1: the the level was very linear uh, and, I, and obviously the game's been built as being open world and i'm guessing that it becomes open world once you're through this tutorial area but i liked how it wasn't st- strictly linear like that there, there were other things you could do like there were platforms floating in the sky so you could jump and explore those and i liked the well still I like i can't remember what i said
0: oh no <laughs> um well, first off, one of the one of the impressions that we were left with from the trailers was that all of these weird th- bits and bobs, railings and things floating in the sky, looked just really out of place and wrong. And actually, they didn't. Yeah. For the mo- for the fifteen minutes that we got to play, they they seemed quite well integrated into the landscape, and that was a positive for me. It is an exploration game. It feels like an exploration game. That is your yours and my bread and butter. Oh yes. And um. Lots of shiny
1: things to collect, which ties in with that as well.
0: Absolutely. A lot of open world games move quite slowly, and I didn't expect the speed of Sonic to make much difference in terms of the way I felt about the open world. But I think giving a sense of uh, rapid movement across these more open areas actually does make it feel... A bit fresh mm-hmm. and a bit different, and I wasn't expecting that. So that's and it, interestingly,
1: on that note, the, the first very first area you went in the demo was uh, Green Hill Zone, which could have been straight out of Sonic Generations. Yeah. And that was the weakest part of the game, which speaks volumes, I think.
0: <laughs> it really was. That was the weakest part of the game. The rest of it was, I think, it's it feels fine. It, it would be worth maybe having a little more of a go on. But I can't really base a full... I can't I can't really decide to put money into it um on a fifteen minute demo that is a tutorial. So that's unfortunate.
1: So we're Sonic Frontiers is a solid seven and this is now bridging us into the game for this week, which is you bring a Sonic game.
0: Yeah. Is so, it hopefully um, gonna be
1: more than a seven?
0: Well, that's an interesting question that I'm hoping to answer. So this week we're playing this game where you gotta go fast on the go. But not on the game gear, because let's face it, that wasn't really on the go, because you had to be tethered to the wall if you wanted to play anything longer than 30 minutes. This is real on the go. Fits in your pocket on the go. The best kind of on the go. The kind of on the go that you might actually want to go fast.
1: That's the longest intro we've ever done, but I liked it. Is it one of the Sonic Game Boy Advance or DS titles?
0: Yeah. What made you land on that?
1: Because you said it wasn't on the game gear, so it had to be one of those ones.
0: I guess, yeah. I suppose. Well, sort of. Yes and no. Uh, it is one of those. It's Sonic Advance.
1: Oh, lovely stuff!
0: Yeah. Have you played Sonic Advance?
1: No, not at all. Not never.
0: Ha! Right. Well, not the first Sonic portable game on a non-Sega console. So did no, it, it pop didn't up on have the Neo to be Geo Sonic or Advance or something like so, that. It yes, it did. Yeah, on the Pocket Color. Yeah. How did you? Well, I won't ask how you knew that. Very impressed. Uh, yeah, so 1999 saw Neo Geo Pocket Color get uh, Sonic, oh, what was it called? Sonic Pocket Adventure, uh, which is appropriate. Was it... that
1: a whole fresh title? It wasn't a port of an existing one. It was a completely new game.
0: Brand new, yeah. Cool. It wasn't, I don't think it was made by, um, I don't think it was made by Sega. So we'll. we'll I'll, I'll explain why that's important uh, soon. So we're playing Sonic Advance. Um, Sonic Advance is the first Sonic game to appear on a Nintendo console, or what I would term a mainstream console, because actually it was the first one to appear on a PlayStation or a Nintendo or an Xbox. Or Anything whatever, that wasn't like the same it.
1: console, basically.
0: Yeah, it, they had come out on the Neo Geo Pocket Color, and actually yeah, well. um, a little bit earlier, I think, I think it was 97 or 98, a game called Sonic Jam came out on Tiger's. And this is a game, this is this taught me that I don't know nothing, basically, <laughs> about games. Because it came out on Tiger's Game.com console. Wow. Have you ever heard of that one?
1: That's very late 90s to call it the Game.com.
0: <sighs> yeah. Now, I'm pretty sure that Game.com would take you to the, uh, the retailer, the UK retailer yeah. game now. But this was an actual console, a handheld portable console called the Game.com. And uh, that got Sonic Jam. Sonic Jam was originally on the Sega Saturn and was a compilation of the first yeah. three, well, four games, if you count Sonic and 3. It, is, and you had
1: Sonic separate. in a, um, sorry I interrupted you then, didn't I? Um,
0: no, you don't yeah, need didn't to apologise, uh,
1: It was, It was, uh, Sonic was in this kind of open world area and you explored it and there were little um, sort of buildings you went in that had each of the games in. And, and I remember yeah. playing it, there was a, it was available in, in Curry's. I remember playing it and thinking that the whole open world thing was really cool, and um, it did, did, yeah. didn't yield nothing. Like that—that that was as, that was <laughs> as much as, as Sonic got on the Saturn was uh, it's essentially a glorified menu in Sonic Jam.
0: It really was. It was that. It, it sort of also served as a as, as a museum, um, is what I understand. Like there are there are elements of memorabilia that are scattered across this place. It was called Sonic World, the 3D hub world that led oh, to okay. the traditional. Mega Drive games and yeah that was Sonic Jam it's a compilation so I wouldn't necessarily count it as a no a fresh entry of in the Sonic franchise but Sonic Pocket Adventure definitely was a fully fledged game it was on the Neo Geo Pocket Color in 1999 and it did pretty well in terms of critical um, reception I'm sure it all five people will do... either had the
1: Neo Geo Pocket Color were are uh, very glad exactly. of
0: it It didn't do well enough to save the Neo Geo Pocket Color, unfortunately, for them. Um, And it also didn't do enough, really, to change the tide for Sega. Because by January 2001, Sega had decided to call it quits on, um, on console development. And shifted to third-party status. Uh, and that's where they've been ever since. This game, Sonic Advance, is the first of actually two games to release on exactly the same day that released on non-Sega consoles. So there was this, Sonic Advance. Mm-hmm. And there was also um, Sonic Adventure Battle, I think it's called. Which is actually a port of Sonic Adventure 2 for, for the, GameCube. the GameCube. Yeah. So these two games... Um, were released on December 20th, 2001, and started the dawn of the new Sonic era. The irony, I suppose, I don't know if that is the right word, really, but the irony is that one was a remake, which didn't necessarily bode well, and that was also the flagship title that was released to the GameCube. And Sonic Advance kind of—I mean, it did well. It sold 1.15 million copies. No, 1.515 million copies. But it—it's kind of been forgotten about. Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic Adventure—they pop up here, there, and everywhere. But where's Sonic Advance? It's never really come back.
1: It's something to do with maybe uh, it being on a Nintendo console, possibly. Maybe it's a bit bit more difficult to get the the licensing for it. Maybe because Sonic Adventure—they don't have the
0: license like it, it, Akami. No, not Akami. Um. There are games if, if you're a third party developer for a console, you, you aren't beholden to the whims of the console. No, I manufacturer. Not. Depending on what the I suppose there's a, a caveat there that it depends what license uh, what contract you sign. Yeah. Um but I can't imagine that Sega signed an onerous contract that meant that they couldn't ever take their games off and do whatever they want with them.
1: It must have done fairly surprising. well though. Like must have been very well. Obviously you said it about selling stuff because weren't there were the four Sonic Advance titles in total? There
0: were there were three. It was right. a trilogy. Um so yeah, they Sonic the Sonic Advance games, the first one was created by Sonic Team. Right. Cool. And a developer called DIMPS, D I M P S. And D I M P S or DIMPS, um, they comprised of a um of a group of SNK and, and Capcom employees, former employees, and some of those employees worked on the Neo Geo Pocket game. Okay. Um, the reason this happened was because Sonic Team were quite depleted. They had not worked on a Sonic game since 1994. And development of Sonic Advance took place in, ni- in 2001.
1: So what's Sonic Team been doing for six seven years of resting on that's the laurels that's my
0: question that was my question and could not find an answer to it but it was 1994 and it was sonic the hedgehog 3
1: so what so sonic adventure then was presumably developed by a different team then
0: apparently so yeah <laughs> according to according to my sources uh which aren't that are that they're third third rate sources uh to say the least but yeah, they hadn't really worked on anything since uh, nineteen ninety four, Sonic Hedgehog three. They didn't really have um, they didn't really have vets. They didn't have veterans in the team, right? Because people had been leaving here, there, and everywhere. And actually, they needed DIMPS support to make a half decent attempt at the Sonic Advance wow. uh, game. Yeah, it was a surprise to me as well. Yeah. Like you, you, they even now they they tout Sonic Team as like the cav- uh, yeah, the premier definitely. premier team. that are making sonic games but actually thinking about it they can't be it can't be that you know the the same people aren't here from the 90s um and certainly they haven't been putting out stellar they do not have a stellar track record no
1: that makes sense i've not really thought about it Pierre, you're right it stands to reason that people who developed the original sonic back in 1990 1991 would not still be working for for sonic team
0: so, on top of that, Sonic Team had the support of Dimps. Uh, Dimps then went off and made Sonic Adventure 2, uh, Sonic Advance 2, and Sonic Advance 3 on their own.
1: Right. Or um, well, Sonic and Team actually, had another break for a few
0: years. I don't know what they were doing. I, we've put I some graphs in, lads,
1: Let's have a rest.
0: If you think about the time, Sonic Heroes was on its way. Oh, and God. Maybe they were working on it. Well, exactly. Maybe they were working on that. I don't know. But that's, that's a perfect example of actually how Sonic Advance. So, well, I played these um all three of them and i certainly remember the reason i brought them today the reason i i'm proposing sonic advance is because actually i think they might be up there with the best sonic games
1: high praise
0: yeah i played these when they came out and what i remember of them is that they had high production values across the board that that, like it they looked wonderful and looked fresh as well to me Having come off the back of Mega Drive's version of Sonic, yeah, they, they the the animation, the the art style and the animation looked brand new. Um, I think they'd actually borrowed some of the uh, style from the Neo Geo Pocket Color, which makes sense since it's it's basically the same team working on the two. But they they certainly brought something new to Sonic, and I felt that that really served it well. Um, I remember it playing really well as well. I feel like it might be faster than the original Sonics, which Sonic, I mean, if you're talking about Sonic, speed is good. I want some speed. I also don't necessarily remember them plodding in any way. So that one of the big bugbears that I have with the old Sonics is that they say they want you to go fast, but then they give you reasons to go really slow. And the reasons that you are going really slow are important and you have to do them.
1: And that was completely the dichotomy we found when playing Sonic 1 especially, wasn't it? Was it speed, 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 until you hit a rock and now you got to jump over it. And then now you've got some precision platform jumping. And it really was quite uh, sluggish at times, which is yeah, a big surprise. I,
0: I think this game, we might actually find that it's quite nippy and that it's actually quite maneuverable as well. That so sounds very I'm, exciting. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. These, these three games, Sonic Advance 1, 2, and 3, they are actually... Sort of put up there as maybe the second coming of Sonic. Um, and yeah, I I'm tempted to say the golden age of Sonic, Ooh. and I know that that's not uh you know necessarily a, a widely held belief, but I I certainly think that of all the Sonic games that I would be offered, I would choose to play these over any others. Over the original, maybe one. Mania. Over all of them.
1: Yeah. yeah you love mania does this one have well, the bosses uh where they're 3d and you run around them i've just had a a vague memory of that
0: um i don't know i don't remember that but i wouldn't necessarily be surprised because uh one of the things that people liked about it was its use of um the available technology right. i don't know if you know much about the game boy advance but basically a game boy advance is a is a, tr- is a portable snes portable snacks, yeah and, and we
1: have had just on that note we have had we've played quite a few game boy advance games uh while doing this and they've always been really really good so that also yeah. puts me in a sort of in a positive, in positive mood yeah. yeah
0: me too um i it's not often that i get the chance to be happy with sonic and i'd like it, i'd like that to happen today um yeah the the technology that you might see actually does include rotation well, i know that sounds a bit weird but it was a big thing for the Say uh, for the Super Nintendo to be able to rotate, and it was a thing that actually delivered F-Zero. If you ever played F-Zero, or more probably more widespread um, Mario Kart, the technology that they used is also used in um, in this to be able to rotate around uh, the character. So what you've described maybe is right.
1: That must be it, because I've probably read about it in a magazine around the time it came out, that the, the, the enemies, that the bosses are in the middle of an arena, and you kind of on, on platforms going round them to find their weak yeah. spot or something. Because I've I never mean, played it, good. so it, that must be where it's come from.
0: I honestly don't remember. I was playing a lot of advanced games at, that, at this right. point in time, so um, I am, I'm putting it down to that. I just don't really remember. But um, what I think, at least one of them... Um, Prior to the end of the game, prior to the last boss, you do fight the first two bosses from either Sonic One or Sonic One and Sonic Two, oh, something okay. like that. Well, so, a yeah, a think... version of them. Well, a version a of them. Version of...
1: That's pretty cool. I mean, th- those two yeah. bosses from Sonic One and Sonic Two do appear pretty I- quite regularly in Sonic games, yeah. so that's not a surprise. But I, I do like it. It's a nice little nostalgia hit when they do pop up. So
0: that's cool. yeah, yeah, exactly. um So I, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful going into this and. I'm going to maintain that hope. What I am also going to say, though, is I played these prior to coming to the conclusions that I've come to on Sonic. So, <laughs> and actually, I started coming to the conclusions that I came to on Sonic with Sonic Heroes. Yeah, well, that so was just a... shortly after this, sort of well,
1: 2003. That was a
0: stinker, so. <laughs> yeah, and they never really got better, but then that made that had me sort of looking backwards and looking at what is it about sonic that people like and we've had this conversation so i'm not going to beat the same drum but there is a possibility that actually the pitfalls and shortcomings that i've identified and discussed at length with you both on and off this podcast might well be in this game it might also be that they are there but there are other things that let it shine and that would be nice (laughs) so we will see um it did review pretty well as you can probably imagine um and it tends to be talked about in glowing terms as as i said i think it might be one of the best runs in sonic's history as far as i'm concerned um so we'll get to find out
1: is it is it sonic just sonic or are there other characters because this is around the time where they started adding a loads of extra kind of characters and it the, the roster of of sonic's friends kept expanding 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 is this just yep. pure sonic versus robotnik or eggman that's, that's a good
0: question. I think that Sonic and Tails are in this game. That's okay, I might be wrong. However, I I think again I think that I've got this right. Um there is a cheat in this that allows you to play in this style of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 where you've got Tails chasing you.
1: Okay, that's cool.
0: So I don't know what the cheat is, but I think it exists. Right. At the, the same time it might be that might Sonic Advanced 2. <laughs> right. So I i am not certain we'll see if we can find out in the half time um it's interesting because actually this is the maybe the starting point of that burgeoning roster of uh well i say that but actually chaotix you know that came out quite a lot before this didn't it
1: yeah well the the chaotix crew kind of popped up and then they didn't
0: really that crocodile guy's still in the vector yeah well he was
1: he was was part of sonic's original gang going back to the the design documents for sonic one yeah
0: Oh right, the design documents.
1: Yeah, so he he'd been around for canon? a while, but uh, probably not. That that was back when he was in a was he he was in a band and Vector the Crocodiles on the uh, the scratching on the decks, and then there was a, a female was. a female human who was a singer called Madonna, and she was Sonic's girlfriend. But uh, right, let's uh, let's not question that too much.
0: Well. This game I don't think introduces any new characters, but Good. Sonic Advance 2 does. Sonic Advance 2 introduces Cream the Rabbit. Oh yes, I remember Cream the Rabbit. Who has a Chow or KO. Yeah. I don't know how you I, pronounce I, I
1: always assume KO because the plural is then chaos KOs, but yeah. I'm, I'm not sure.
0: I've always had chow because it sounds more in line with like general yeah. accepted pronunciations of, of just things, but you know, I don't I genuinely don't know. Um she has a chow called cheese yeah
1: cream and cheese
0: yes or cream cheese i i am not sure how i feel about that but it did make me start thinking because one of the things that cream was supposed to be for was to help people who weren't so good at the game be good at the game and then she's and one of the ways that they do this is that uh is using cheese the chow or ko to help attack so that that KO actually attacks enemies for her um and that was also to sort of go into that was also to support the idea that she was sort of quite a timid character who right. didn't really want to engage in the violent side of, of things um so cheese did a lot of the fighting for her and then that got me thinking about the do you know what cheesing is cheesing no yeah so in game terms, in game parlance, cheesing is when you find a really easy way to, to do a thing. So like an example might be that you're fighting a big boss in a game and you find out that if you stand in this corridor, you can actually hit it from the doorway or something like that. Without but it attacking you. Yeah. So right. that would be a way to cheese a boss. Um, And it's got quite bad uh, reputation in, in some yeah. circles nonsense circles. I personally think if that's the way that you're happy doing it, then do it. Yeah. I don't really see the problem. But um, it, it got me wondering about that whole term and where that term came from. I, and I started to think, well, maybe it came from cream and cheese. Uh, but it doesn't. So there you go. Oh, <laughs> I went down a big old rabbit hole.
1: <laughs> where did it you, come from?
0: I've led you halfway down i did. Uh, and then... I, I just wanted you to enjoy the journey I did of my enjoy afternoon. It. I was, I was, yeah. I could
1: see exactly where you were going, and uh, we didn't end up there. Where did no, it come from? Because
0: apparently, I don't know, but yeah. it definitely predates this game because right. uh, people, okay. were t- people were using it in Starcraft in 1998, and right. I think from what I can understand, people were using it with Street, with street Fighter 2 in the early 90s as well. So it's still a mystery, and we might unwrap that mystery at some point in the future. But Easy not today. cheesy.
1: That seems like a bit of a 90s phrase to come from that, maybe. Does it?
0: Have you just made that up?
1: I don't think so.
0: I think you might have. Easy peasy. That's a oh, thing yeah, that's say. what I'm thinking of, isn't it? You've just said easy cheesy.
1: I think I'm thinking They're of the, the show thing. sketch with the cheesy peas. I think I'm throwing in my... Cheesy peas. In my <laughs> yeah, head.
0: that's very 90s. So it's <laughs> definitely, yeah. Um, but, but anyway, the f- all, all the
1: anecdote is relevant because that's yeah, some yeah, convention's uh, advance advanced too, isn't it? it?
0: It's not irrelevant. It was a significant portion of the time I spent uh, <laughs> looking into this game, so it's not re- irrelevant to me. Uh, one of the things that I did like about Sonic Advance, that isn't necessarily Sonic based or or is, is these Chaos or Koos, because you had this element called the Ko Garden or Chow Garden. I'm going to stop. I'm going to use your pronunciation <laughs> okay. pronunciation from now on because I keep trying to clarify. But the Ko Garden, the Ko Garden is basically like a little uh space that you can collect these KOs and then house them and it, it's sort of a, a cross between tamagotchi and pokemon and you can raise them and feed them and i can't remember if they've got stats that you can increase by feeding them certain items and stuff um but that exists and i certainly remember engaging with that and that being one of the big things that i really enjoyed in playing sonic advance games
1: is that in sonic advance 2 or is that in this one
0: that's in this one great okay Just want to clarify that's cool can't remember if it actually makes its way into Sonic Advance 2, but it's definitely here. And um, that was actually one of the things that linked the Sonic Adventure Battle that released on the GameCube and this game, because the connectin- the, the connecting right. wire yeah. could be used to transfer your KOs from your Game Boy Advance game into the KO garden on Sonic Adventure Battle um yeah, it sonic, was actually awesome. initially
1: the sonic adventure 2 it was the we talked about this before as well it was the, it was the vmu it was called cool for the dreamcast the thing that that's went right, in yeah. and you could download it and then you could have the uh, ko garden on the go uh, on this little yes. unit then plug back into the dreamcast and you could re-upload it back so it's nice to see that they they kept that in between those two separate consoles this time the game Boy Advance and yeah. and gamecube that's that's nice
0: that was exactly the line of um interrogation as well they we are looking at what they were doing with the Dreamcast and the VMU and they they tried to uh, iterate upon it for this it, version of this of these two games in relation to one another um the KO garden is quite drastically overhauled and a lot more detailed and there's more to do in this version than there was in the VMU understandably because the VMU was quite a limited little uh, yeah. machine however interesting it might well have been um Hmm. yeah and apparently i don't know i don't have any um i don't have any corroboration for this but apparently the use of that connectivity between the gba and the gamecube actually spurred nintendo on to use it more than they were intending to because one the sonic team or actually i think it was more dimps dimps seemed really engaged with it and they seemed to really rave about it and that then fed into nintendo's enthusiasm which uh, typical Nintendo, was at a low ebb before it even... Well,
1: there weren't that many games that used it in the end. Anyway, were there?
0: Force of Adventures used it. Uh, WarioWare that used that's, that's it. That's where I can a, think of it. between Warrior a link between Wear. Right. I can't really remember any others, um, but I think they existed. I think Wind Waker used it in some form. But again, what for? I can't remember. And that's it. That's everything that I've got for Sonic Advance this half. I don't know how long we've been running. I feel like I've been talking cool. forever. Oh, yeah good half hour
1: so basically it sounds like it's a, a really good platform game but then i also like the sound of that ko garden bolt on as well so it sounds like it's uh gonna be good, good,
0: good, good fern. i'm hoping it's a winner let's go see So we might as well start off the way we mean to go on. It's not bad.
1: Oh, I was going to do like a little. I was, I was trying to think of a jumping jack flash. It's a gas. I was going to say it's about Sonic Dash Dash. It's a gas, gas, gas. But fine. Do we
0: really need a dated? we we'll it your way. Reference to they, a song that nobody's.
1: Rolling Stones. They're they're perfectly. That's what all the kids <sighs> listen to. Rolling Stones. Do they? Yeah, probably. I
0: genuinely would be surprised if they do. Like I'm sure yeah, I would some well. people find their way to. The Rolling Stones, but I I would be very surprised if the generations below us are listening to the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's
1: fine. Yeah. Uh, Going back to your point, then. Yeah, Sonic fans, it's cracking.
0: Yeah, better than the originals. Well, less, less. You know, hold your horses. Okay, that's fine. That's fine because actually, I think that I'm not justified in saying that because I think it what it does is compare very favorably with the originals. I think that's and fair. And it's almost like Sonic the Hedgehog 4. I I'm, I kind of feel like it should be Sonic the Hedgehog 4.
1: I, I was literally about to say that as well. I was just about to say, do you remember when they did Sonic 4? And they did Sonic for Episode 1 and Sonic for Episode 2. And they did Sonic for Episode 1 and everyone was like, uh. and We don't was, want any more, thank and you. And they did Sonic for Episode 2 and everyone was like, uh. Uh, and, then, again. And, then they, and then they didn't do any more at all no if, they didn't it, well they be- did
0: they made sonic mania
1: no i mean like, i mean they didn't do sonic for, so Sonic for episode one mm. was basically sonic one because it just it was mm. just sonic sonic for episode two you had tails introduced as well i think metal sonic as well from sonic cd if i remember rightly and i assumed then sonic for episode three would kind of do introduce knuckles to keep him with the being sonic 3 reference but uh yeah it just kind of all all fell off the cliff but the point you made is completely true this feels like sonic 4
0: yeah the the right the like- right sonic 4 yeah, um, I and I think that's fine. I, mm. I personally think that the level design or level design and present level design is very similar to Sonic, but actually, I feel like it was more coherent and did a better job of guiding the player without forcing the player. The levels um, were
1: excellent. One of the things that really impressed me was throughout. So there were six levels in this, uh, and. Each of them were none of them were particularly great surprises. There was an industrial type one, there was an ice one, there was a casino Mm. type one. The first one was Neo Green Neo Green Hill Zone, but what I really liked about it was that each of them had environmental aspects that you could interact with Mm. that did something. So the industrial one, there were there were cranes that that you could jump up into, and then they pulled you up and took you to another area. There was one area I went to where there was some chains that were swinging, and you had to time your jump and grab onto them to then swing to a new area. Just all these things that just made it interesting to play that it wasn't just just running it was there were, there were things to do things to keep your interest and in, things that you knew once I went to a new level I'm not going to see that again
0: yeah there was plenty of speed as well yeah and uh, I feel like the ratio of speed to not speed was better than it was in previous games
1: yeah if, if it felt to me while we're sort of gushing about it it felt to me like a best of Sonic or Sonic's greatest hits because you had that the, the zones were like They they were the classic Sonic kind of designs. The enemies, there were quite a few robots that popped up that were enemies from previous Sonic games, which I really enjoyed. The gameplay, like you just said as well. And then there's also one or two, not many, but there were references to classic Sonic. So the, the fifth level was Angel Island, which I said to Ashley was the island that Sonic 3 is set on. And the boss of that was initially was an Echidna, one of uh Knuckles's family, presumably, and they were the the Echidnas were the ones who were guarding the Chaos Emeralds back in Mm. Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles, and it was Robotnik tricking Knuckles into thinking that Sonic was getting the Chaos Emeralds, which is why Knuckles was trying to attack Sonic in the first place. So for this zone to be called Angel Island and linking back to all that I thought was a really smart move.
0: Yeah, I think that I mean I'm not as deep into the Sonic lore. As, deep, as deep, you, deep. I don't know, I don't, I don't follow that stuff. But you,
1: you put a face um, when I said it being like a best of Sonic. What was your?
0: Yeah, because I feel like that kind of downplays the originality of the designs of the levels or stages. Because actually, Neo Green Hill Zone, it sounds like it's just the same old, same old. In the, so much as every Sonic starts with Green Hill Zone, but I feel like they put a sufficient spin on it in musical and uh, um, visual terms that it felt like its own thing and i think as well there was a balance between um old bad guys old enemies and And new enemies there was a nice frog in neo green hill zone which was really well animated anyway but um was just nice a nice variation on um what you'd seen before
1: what i I probably meant is like sonic mania is like a best of sonic and unashamedly Mm. a best of sonic this one what I'm g i am guessing guess I'm getting at is that it feels like it's got enough of a foot in the classic Sonics one, two, and three, but it's got it's forward looking as well, like it's doing its own thing too. Yeah. That's I probably a better I agree way with to that, that it. for definite.
0: Yeah, I do agree with that. Um I think it was trying to carve its own identity and doing so maybe with some um potential caveats being mandated by Son by Sega and possibly Sonic Team. This was a collaboration between Sonic Team and Dimps. And one of the things I did in the half time was look at Sonic Advance 2 and 3. Because one of the things that you did pick up on is this game's just not as fast as I'd led you to believe. Yeah. And I, I felt that as well. It, it feels very much more in line with what had come before speed-wise. Um, there's more speed, but the speed is about the same. And it just didn't marry up with what I remember. So I looked at Sonic Advance 2 and 3, and they seemed to ramp up the speed considerably right and that that does that does sort of fall in line with um one of the things that i'd read about sonic advance 2 in in that apparently i i don't know if this is entirely accurate but apparently they'd had to en and en- bigen enlarge the uh, the stages because of how fast the game is they they were zipping through the original size stages far too fast so they they had right. to make them longer um and watching sonic advance 2 and 3 in action one it feels it feels like a racing game almost um which i think is going to be interesting when we get there to to experience that again Mm -hmm. um but also they they stray far further in terms of the level in terms of stage design and in terms of uh visual presentations they look very unique in the i think in the um in the sonic pantheon and they don't at all retread old ground right so yeah i i think you're probably right and i think there are probably reasons for sonic advance being a foot in both camps familiarity looking, looking forward pleasing the old fans trying to get
1: new people in
0: not even necessarily that. Just trying to carve their own identity mm-hmm. whilst also having to stick to this tr- tried and true formula that Sonic Team and Sega probably wanted. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. And then when they were allowed to, when they were let off the leash with Sonic Advance Two and Three, um, they went, they went for it. You they bo- might well be the thing that defines whether these are better or not than than the original set of games.
1: On that note, one of the things you said during the halftime was we talk about the design of the characters, and you said that they they made a conscious decision to make Sonic. So I still have a conscious decision to make Sonic look a bit different to how he looked like in Sonic One, Two, and Three. It he looked he's he's more like like I said to Ashley a bit in the um, when you got Sonic Generations, you got the what was the classic Sonic and then the mm. modern Sonic, and and Sonic in this in advance is more in line with the modern Sonic where he's a bit taller, his legs are a lot longer, and, and that was deliberate. Yes
0: yeah it was they the team I can't remember exactly who on the team, but the team had had a conversation about um what they could do in terms of bringing it to a Nintendo console and how the how being on a Nintendo console could define Sonic in a new way um and it it was conversations and ideas and thoughts that they'd had previously when they were um looking at sonic um on the Neo Geo Pocket, and how he had been on the Sega, and how Sega's image had defined what what that game was. So, looking at how they could incorporate it into a brand that is more family friendly and less less fixated on being cool and adult, um, was for them a design challenge and one that they really wanted to meet. And certainly, if you look at um, the cast of characters, you do have quite you, you have some variety. There's some spectrum there in so much as Sonic and knuckles they they're the big dudes and uh, sonic definitely does have an edge to him still but yeah. i also think that there's a softness to the characters that wasn't there before and i think that is the sort of nintendo influence their attempt to try and um reconsider sonic and his pals in that light
1: which leads us nice into the next points actually we, we talked in the first half about what i queried about playable characters and you thought it was just sonic it turns out it is the 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 classic four i I guess sonic tails knuckles and amy sorry you weren't sure what i wanted
0: to say was that it was sonic and tails i i had an idea that it was sonic and tails but what i hadn't remembered was that it was actually a, a foursome a quartet of of characters
1: Obviously, you can choose whichever character you like to go into the levels, and each of them plays differently as well. Obviously, the Game Boy Advance, or maybe not obviously, the Game Boy Advance had four buttons, so it wasn't just like the Omega had 3, but all three of them in the original Sonic games just made him jump, and that was it. The what they decided to do with this one was they decided to use different buttons to do different things. So Sonic, for example, I play through Sonic. You had the jump, and then you had the um when you press jump again in the air, it did the little like shield move, which was introduced in some mm. of the later games. It wasn't in the original three, I think. It was introduced. I can't quite remember, but that's always really useful as well and then b made him do this like kind of launch attack so he kind of went when he's crouched on the if you do it from a side position he rolls pin to ball and kind of launches forward which with there was an enemy near you you could then take them out quite easily and that was a really nice move but then you play through his tails and then i went back through as knuckles and Amy, and each of them had a different move mapped onto that so so tails how did he control
0: yeah so well just uh, before i say that so one of the things that i had read um, and I didn't mention in the first half was that some of the stuff that they'd incorporated into Sonic Advance was actually coming from Sonic Adventure. So by and large, it uh, plays okay. it plays like the classics. But then there were these other things. So one of them was ra- rail grinding that had been that had come from there. And then another one was supposedly the homing attack, but neither of you or I could figure out how to do a mm-hmm. homing attack. So maybe it was a case of sort of a garbled translation or something. And and what they actually meant was because that what you described with Sonic, the sort of lunge forward uh, attack, that kind of sounds like it could have been misinterpreted at some level. Potentially, of yeah. Attack. Um, what we found or what I feel like we found is that actually one of the things that they seem to have tried to do with the, the four characters is instead of them just being reskins of a fast character, each one of them actually feels characterful and meaningful uh, and there are meaningful differences. So, um, I played his tails, miles, whichever one you want to call him. And he, the, the most impactful element of him was that he could fly. And I don't just mean hover. I mean, if you pressed, um, if you repeatedly press the jump button, Miles' tails would fly. He would he would he would um he would go up. And, and keep going up.
1: And keep and going stay up. Stay up. Yeah.
0: And stay up. Which, which is a which thing. wasn't that how he worked in the previous one.
1: Not at all. He always ran out of energy, like after mm. not really long in the air. And, and having him able to be able to fly is is brilliant.
0: Yeah, I and on top of that, so the water stages that are the bane of everybody's life in Sonic terms are he could actually swim and he could swim up. So if you were really struggling for air, one of the things that su- that Miles would be able to do that, that other characters p- perhaps couldn't is surface to, to get some air. And it really felt like one of the points or one of the purposes of Tails was to provide some assistance to a player without necessarily completely undercutting the challenge. Mm-hmm. And... That was very much appreciated. I know you looked at um, at Knuckles and Knuckles seemed like the power character, which is yeah. completely in line with his um, character. He had a punch and... Yeah, some that was, other stuff.
1: Well, he, so he, he jumps and, and did the spin in the air like Sonic, but his his special attack was punched. And if you pressed it three times, he did two two punches and then he finished with an uppercut that kind of had some flames coming out, which was a really cool animation. And then Amy, bizarrely, I would have assumed that Amy would have been the, the ancient novel character, a bit like Cream we talked about in the first half. Yeah. But her special attack was she had her hammer, which is definitely in Sonic Adventure that pops up in the first time. But then her jump was a jump straight up in the air, like like a human, like Mario does. There's, there was no spin to it, which then meant she was very open to enemy attack because that's kind of like a safety measure, or it's a good way to to hit enemies. The majority, the vast majority, if not the entirety of the time in Sonic games. Whereas with this, what you have to do is you have to run through levels, and as soon as the enemy stop running. And then press the button to whack it with the hammer, and then move on again. She also didn't have the the spin dash, which is the thing where you crouch down and, and press mm. jump repeatedly to rev up and then let go. So I had several situations playing as Amy where I had to backtrack quite significantly in order to run forward in order to get up just a small ramp or through a loop the loop or or whatever. And I found that quite frustrating as well. I just I don't know who Amy is aimed at as a playable character.
0: Or what, what purpose she has. Yeah, no. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. I, I If you're going to try and sort of characterise her in the same way that we have the others, m- maybe a challenge character, but actually I feel like she was the most disjointed yeah. and the least fluid um, of all of them. So I, I feel like maybe that's a charitable reading on, um, I think so on the well. purpose that Amy serves. Um, but and, and on top of that, if they had had a character Ala la cream um, cream maybe wouldn't have come about in that second game mm-hmm. Interesting on cream one of the things that i didn't end up saying because it is sonic advance 2 related but um, she was actually only introduced in she was going to be introduced in sonic heroes and they actually pulled that forwards and introduced her in sonic advance 2 because she was going to be um appearing i think in sonic x or something like that which is the anime mm-hmm. the animated uh, cartoon and they wanted her to have starred in the game before she appeared in the makes um, sense in the cartoon
1: well actually yeah. that no date about the cartoon you, you started with before we started recording the second half you were talking about how the the style of the characters there like knuckles tails the fact that knuckles was his powerhouse and it reminded me of um sonic boom from a few years ago when they redesigned the characters that was the tv series on netflix i think and then there are a couple of games linked to that and with the redesign knuckles was made taller and broader and and i think um either him or sonic i think presumably him he had like bandages on his on his hands which were designed to and a bandana
0: around his neck
1: Stuff like that, yeah, but but yeah, what I mean, while the design wasn't great, I think it's interesting that they were thinking about the character and how to represent that visually. I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, we talk about a couple of thirty men in their mid thirties, you know, the same to children, yeah. That's give it some, give it some juice.
0: Yeah, sure, yeah, uh, yeah. You have you do have to try, but the the thing is though, you we're saying that, but actually, the goal of Sonic was uh, originally was to appeal to um, older children True. and verging on adults. The whole reason that he's got swagger, the whole reason he's he's um, got the edge that he's got is because they, they were trying to distinguish themselves. Sega were trying to distinguish, distinguish themselves from the family-friendly fun of Mario. And so that kind of doesn't flight although i suppose it's gone through a, a change and they've rebranded and they've refocused and retargeted and and it definitely is more targeted towards younger children um but i don't know It it's um it just feels like a bit of an easy out um but i've i've always held the view that the best stories are the ones that well i i'm gonna say this and i know that it's not true um but the best stories are the ones that can be told to anybody and still be gripping be captivating so the idea that there is this notion of children's media adults media children's literature adult literature the lines are a lot blurrier than actually i think a lot of people um would have you believe and want to believe um and the best children's stories will appeal to Adults, for ver- variety of reasons, the best adult stories I think would appeal to uh, children. There is some truth in that. I'm not claiming it as some kind of <laughs> perfectly considered mantra uh, for for life and uh, artistic approach or anything, but um, there, is an, a, there is a there is a nugget of truth somewhere in there, and it does underpin my approach to a lot of things. Like y- you've got to judge the thing on what it is, yeah. not on on who's aimed at. M- maybe yeah case in point uh come came in a perfect form actually this past year for you um in the in the form of my little pony that you bought <laughs> from a lovely little independent shop in Norwich. oh yes
1: that little independent games sh- gaming shop that
0: yeah. that game the developers thought well we're developed we're making it for kids so yeah. we can shirk, we can we can Makes You make anything, and it'll pass. And that's just not the way...
1: Charge 30 quid for literally an hour and a half's worth of gameplay. Job done.
0: No. Yeah, you can get away with anything with kids, can't you? Well, that's just not right. And I think, as an adult, you can see that there's there's a lack of value there. And I think most children would, would see that there's mm. a lack of value there. You know, there, there's something... Basically, if you look at children as less than, then you're... And therefore mold your media are, are the things that you make and the things that you expect to be for children around that idea then you you're missing out on a hell of a lot and the best media and I'm use that very broadly um the best media doesn't do that the best media will make something that will probably be Denki Blocks Denki Blocks is clearly tailored aimed at kids but as a puzzle game absolutely fantastic so yeah there you go a tale of two games there and hopefully that tells the story in itself
1: a couple of the points then before we start wrapping up um i just want to point out the bosses aren't 3d i think i was getting confused with sonic rush on the ds which i was reading about over christmas um that has that in with the dual yeah, okay. screen so yeah just just as a point but the bosses were, were pretty cool there were some interesting boss designs they're very in much in the mold of the classic sonics as well but they were pretty cool at uh, the special stage as well so i was able to access one special stage in the angel island zone by finding it was a spring right through the top of the level this massive spring which i jumped onto mm. and then the special stage you sort of sonic on a um say a, a, a ski no a, a snowboard is that a thing?
0: A snowboard is a is a thing, yeah. Yeah, as it I've reminded said, yeah, I was, me I was, of was, the opening to uh, Power Rangers: The Movie. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but I've they seen that a sky- long time ago. <laughs> it opens with them skydiving with snowboards on their feet. I I think, and right. they're all like in the right Power Rangers colors. It's exactly that, isn't it? Yeah, in game form.
1: So what it is is, is the special station Sonic Two, but rather than being a half pipe, it's a full pipe, a whole pipe, and you're falling down through supposedly towards the, the plants, i guess sort of falling down and you collect some rings as you fall and it was really really good it's very hard i failed the first time but it was it was really really fun as well so i just wanted to to mention that too and finally as well we talked in the first half as well you mentioned about a cheat to play a sonic and Tails together and there is a cheat to do that so that is cool
0: yep again that that sort of looking back and fan service i suppose in a way your cap. Sure, that's, that's the better way to say it, actually. It doesn't have the negative connotations of fan service. So I think that's that's become a thing, hasn't it?
1: So I was really enjoying playing through the game itself. I got to this the, the last zone. Um, but you dipped into, because you're a bit fed up with it, you dipped into the tiny KO garden. And
0: what yeah, was your value you that? I, I mean, I think we've been quite balanced. And I think largely we're talking positively. So I will tell you why I banged out. Angel Island is one of those levels that or stages, whatever you want to call it, uh, it's one of those stages that has hidden pits and there is uh there are multiple situations where you can drop from the very top of the of the stage right into the the bottomless pit die and have no recourse to save yourself in that in that in that fall um so i was particularly distressed by that you told me that the end of act two you were struggling to find your way yeah to where you need to go and it was because one of the apparently endless bottomless pits actually had a bottom and you didn't realize because you'd been avoiding them all this time so it's stupid again it's we're revisiting the same stupid design decisions
1: angel island was my least favorite zone by quite some considerable margin it was very it was precision platforming but lots of precision because of these bottomless pits and as we said in the first half sonic should not be that it should be all about speed and it was always Mm. finicky and I, I just didn't like it. And then the, the bit I got confused by. So towards the end of Act 2, in fact, right at the very end, pretty much, I was kind of really unsure where to go. And I kept looping around and trying the left-hand path. And it ended up looping back around Tried try the right-hand path. ended up looping back around. And basically, there was this pit that had these three platforms that were moving up and down. And throughout the entirety of Angel Island, I'd understood or been shown by the game that these pits with these platforms they're those platforms are there to make sure you don't fall down and i was just riding one platform trying to figure out where to go and i noticed just at the bottom just at the bottom of the screen i could see the tops of some rings and that's obviously the clue from the developer oh it's not a bottomless pit but i i just i didn't like it as a design like you know the fact that they had to put those there to show you where that that this wasn't a bottomless pit it just it, in was, a different
0: was, game I think that would be okay. Right. I I do think that would be okay. If it, if it was in a Mario and there was just like the the quarter of a coin just off the screen in some tucked away corner, I think that would be okay. And we'd probably be saying how wonderful the secret I was. think that'd but be okay as a,
1: as a secret. You said the word secret. I think that'd be okay yes. as a hidden path. Whereas this is the only path you have to take to get through this zone.
0: This exactly. Act. And that's the difference. And that's where I was going to differentiate between this and that you're completely right like to have that as the way to find the end of the stage especially when you're timed um and especially when the the series is supposedly focused on speed again um it just seems a bit silly although i can understand the instinct like there's an there's a little bit of a challenge there to find the secret hidden path, but to have the secret hidden path is the only way to get to the end seems a bit silly. Yep, it would be better placed, you know. Like there are those um, invisible walls that you yeah. can jump through and things. It would be better placed actually there, because like some of those are just so ridiculously non-obvious that that having some kind of keying in, cluing in of the player would actually be good. So so yeah, they should have re-implemented that idea somewhere else, basically.
1: So that was why you went to the KO Garden. What was the Garden like?
0: Yeah. Oh, KO Garden was actually um not as fully featured as I thought it was. Um and again, it's making me wonder whether when we come to Sonic Advance 2 or 3, I'll find the fully fledged, fully fleshed out version that I remember. But it it is also what I said. It's a little space where you can raise little uh KO creatures and you use the rings that you gain in the in the game that's the nice. rings that you finish a stage with you can then use to buy treats for your KO and and also buy eggs to fill out your collection of KOs uh, there are also a couple of little mini games one is a um memory card game you know like where you turn over two and if they they actually get some stuff um and there's also one that's a riff on um Janken, whatever you call it. Is it Jankenpo? I can't remember. I don't
1: know what you're saying.
0: Uh, Fingers. Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors? Is that that called Jankenpo? I can't remember what it's called. Janken. I thought it was just rock, paper, scissors. Uh, In Japan, I think it's Jankenpon. So it's Jankenpon. And that's how you count down to it being uh, revealed. What you've got
1: on your on your open palm with the hands: rock, paper, scissors. Go. That's what you. Yeah, do. that's our version. Yeah. Ah,
0: okay. Um, anyway, anyway, it was it's a, it's a riff. It's a riff on that where there's these cards going around, and they've each got a scissors, rock, or paper symbol, and then you've got these uh, triangular cards, and you have to click on the triangular cards to shoot them at the. Uh, rectangular cards that are going around on a conveyor belt to defeat them and, and for right. every one that you get you get some money to spend on your Ko's as well um so yeah that that was it though that was the at least as far as i could tell the long and the short of Ko garden you when you fed them their treats they got various different stats increased and i assume that that then feeds into um whatever was going on on sonic adventure battle when you pass them over
1: But in terms of the Game Boy Advance itself, it just felt like a a bit of a distraction to the actual main show. Yeah, and I don't remember it being that way.
0: That's why I was, I I mean, it's interesting how our brains work and what we latch on to and probably what I whiled away many more hours than I should have doing in the form of Ko Garden at at the time. So yeah, all interesting on many fronts.
1: Cool. Well, there we go. Sonic Advance. What a a gem. What a blast. What What a choice. Well done. Thank you
0: yeah yeah I I agree ish I like it it's a good it's a good enough game it's still Sonic and that's where I'm stuck but in terms of Sonic games I think it's still one of my favorites
1: for for a 2d Sonic game that is not one two three or Sonic and knuckles
0: it's pretty damn good I mean you you don't need to say 2d there because the well, 2d ones yeah, are always the best that of, of them all so yeah for, for a Sonic game yeah it's pretty good
1: thank you very much for listening and uh, remember to join us for that episode and in the meantime if you could also join us on social media facebook twitter instagram youtube we'll be very very grateful
0: yes please thank you for sticking to the end this is a good episode though want not it so don't blame you Crackin', uh, we quality. will see you again next week bye farewell